If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Again, that's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith. Say sincere. Sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother. Say grandmother. Your grandmother Lois and in your mother. Say mother. Your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you. Say you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Uh, as we look at this passage of scripture, I'm going to teach and preach a little bit, but I want us to get the concept here uh, about passing the baton. Passing the baton. I used to run track. Anybody ever see these? They're a baton that you use when you're running a relay race. What I want to do this morning is, uh, let's start here, and I just want you to pass it to your neighbor, and you just keep on passing until you get to the back, and pass it to each one. We are passing the baton, and I want to emphasize that we have a obligation, a duty to pass the baton, but we're going to talk about what that is. But first, let's get a little bit of background. As we look at the book of 1st and 2nd Timothy, it is written to Timothy, who is Paul's protege. He is Paul's student. He is Paul's mentee. Paul is his mentor. And as they talk about one another, uh, as they uh, experience life with one another, there is a relationship that comes about. And Paul talks about Timothy, and he says that he is my true son in the faith. Now, how many ever had a relationship with a person that wasn't really your kin, but you were closer maybe even to them than you were to your family? And we see this relationship between Timothy and between Paul. And here Paul tells Timothy uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, he says, You are my true son in the faith. All throughout 1 and 2 Timothy, there is a lot of mention of family. Mother, I had to repeat that. Grandmother. Son. All of these relationships which can be biological, but they can also be spiritual relationships. How many knows that God puts us together in a spiritual family? And as we come together, whether we're in the house uh, like we are on Depot Street, or whether we're out here on the new property outside in the pavilion, you are my family, whether you like it or not. 
Uh, you are my spiritual family. Hopefully, uh, you love me. Every once in a while, when I when I say a real sincere word and it might step on your toes, if you'll remember, sometimes I say, everybody say, I love Pastor Brian. You know, but I just need to know uh, that that is the truth. So, uh, and we see that here Paul wrote to Timothy, and First Timothy he wrote to. Timothy, when he was out of prison, but in 2 Timothy, which is the book we just read from, he was back in prison, and so this is a life-ending speech or sermon that Paul is giving to Timothy, so it's very important as we look at this, and Paul knows that pastoring that church there in Ephesus and here Paul is teaching Timothy that he needs encouragement in order to be a pastor. And, and he comes to him and he's saying, hey, I love you. You're like my true son in the faith. Uh, and I want to remind you of some relationships that you have that are important. And I tell you that the church needs good leaders. You know, organizations look for good leaders. Factories, companies, they look for good leaders. And, and I want us to understand that it is actually more important in the kingdom of God that it has good leaders. That we lead and that we show people to Jesus. We bring them to Jesus. And so we see this. And Paul was dealing with a problem in uh, the church there at Ephesus of false teaching. Now, how many knows that that does not just occur in biblical times? But we have false teaching even in our day. That's the reason why I say, get out your Bible with me, turn to the Word, so that we can look together to see that Pastor Brian is teaching and preaching a correct Word, a Word that is from God to us. So as we look at this, Paul begins to remind Timothy of this relationship with his mother and with his grandmother. And he reminds him, he said, you have a sincere or an unfeigned faith. I mean, those, faith is important in the kingdom of God. Without faith, the Bible tells us, it is impossible to please God. The Bible tells us that we come to salvation by grace through faith. And so faith is important in our kingdom walk. And as he comes to Timothy, he said, you've got some good things going on for you because you have some great, sincere faith. But Timothy, this faith wasn't developed inside you without someone passing it on to you. But here he's saying to Timothy, you've got a great faith, a genuine faith, a faith that has been passed on to you, uh, but it did not originate with you. It was passed on to you. Thank you. I just received the baton, right? Uh, and so it's important that we have a sincere faith, but many times it is our mothers, our fathers, our grandmothers. This morning we're focusing on mothers and grandmothers that pass this sincere faith on to us. 
Ladies, I want you to know that your job as a mother or your job as a aunt or your job as a, a sister is important to the kingdom of God that you pass on your sincere faith to your children and to your loved ones. Faith is both taught and caught. Faith is both taught and caught. In other words, I can teach you about faith. I can tell you that it's important. I can show you scriptures that will build your faith. And so I can teach you about faith, but at some point you have to catch faith. So faith is both taught and caught. And, and that's the importance and the illustration of the baton because if I tuck this into my coat pocket, no one sees the baton. I can't pass the baton on if I hold it to myself. You see, there is a need at some point for us to pass the baton. Uh, you see, it's a necessity. The kingdom of God advances through the people of God. You are important to the kingdom of God. Ladies, gentlemen, grandmothers, mothers, even our children are important to the kingdom of God. And we must pass on that baton of faith. Uh, we can't hold it on just for ourselves, but we must pass it on to others. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, pass the baton. Timothy was impacted by his mother and his grandmother. And I want you to know that it does matter the way you live. The way you live will impact your children, both good and bad. You are making a difference. Is it a good difference in your children, in your family? Uh, but you have an impact to your children. Now, the good news for all of us is that it's never too late for God to change our hearts, for God to forgive us, for God to help us have a new future, and a future that we're forgiven, and we move forward, and then we can pass that baton on to our children and our grandchildren. I have a responsibility. Teresa has a responsibility as grandparents to pass the baton of faith. Pass the baton. Do it purposefully. Do it intentionally. No matter what you have done in your life to this point, I want you to know that Jesus can take care of it. And you can be a good example for your family. Paul said, this faith was first in your grandmother, grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice. What a compliment to the family. What a compliment. Paul is saying, man, Timothy, you had a great family. But he said, you had a great family of faith, and they didn't just keep the, this faith to themselves, but they passed it on to you. And it has made a difference in your life. How did they pass on this faith? They educated and they trained Timothy in the Word of God. Can I tell you that I am a fan of Sunday school? 
I'm a fan of vacation Bible school. I'm a fan of all of these different ways that we teach our children and that we're taught ourselves uh, because you can never get enough of the Word of God in your life. Amen? Uh, and so uh, it's important, and Timothy experienced that from his grandmother. The first and only time Lois was mentioned in the Bible. Great woman of faith. A woman who had not only an impact on her grandson, but on her daughter. Here, this grandmother had a, laid a foundation of faith. How did she do that? She trusted in the Lord. And he helped her in all of her family relationships and in carrying on the family affairs. She was able to pass the baton on to her daughter, Eunice, through the sharing of scriptures. From a good example, I mean, those you can say a lot of things, but your kids will notice what you do, not just what you say. But not only that, I'm going to encourage you this morning to pray for your children. We live in a world that is very evil. And your children need prayer. When they go to school, when they leave your sight, they need prayer. And I want to encourage you this morning. You may already do it, but I want to encourage you more to pray not only for them, but to pray with them. Grab them by the hand. Uh, teach them how to pray. Let them see by your example. To pray with your children. And as I thought about this, I remembered my days of running track. Can I tell you, I no longer run track. You can probably look at my profile here. If I, you know, you notice that I, I, I'm probably not a track runner. But I remember the days when I ran track. And when I was younger, I was a freshman in high school. What I would do was I would watch the experienced and the advanced runners, and I would try to imitate them. I would imitate how they prepared for the race. How did they stretch? My children knows every time something went wrong with them, I would say, did you stretch? If they had a headache, I would say, did you stretch? Because stretching was important. I learned that. And as I looked at these and I wanted myself to imitate them, I would say, how did they warm up? What kind of mindset did they have? How did they stay mentally prepared to run the race? How did they start? How did they approach the middle of the race? How did they pace themselves? I remember when I first started running as a freshman. Nobody had taught me how to run the 400 meter. They just simply handed me a baton, a, rate, a runner, and gave it to me. And the coach's instructions were, run the whole track. So I took off like a rabbit. And I got to about the 200 mark, and I was about to die. It's important how you pace the race. You see, in order to finish, to finish your race is important, not to just Start well, not to just do well in the middle, but to finish your race like Paul talked about. I've completed the race. I've finished my course. What was their breathing like? What was their stride like? What was their kick like at the end of the lap? 
See, I believe we're in the last days, so don't pull up short. I feel that in my heart. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. I know that the times are hard. I know that it seems chaotic at times. But I want to encourage you. Don't quit running the race. How did they end their life? How did they pass the baton? Was it handed off in a timely manner? How you pass the baton is important. My son was a, my oldest son was a really fast runner, Kevin. Really fast. He was on a regional team here in Woodford County that should have went to the state meet. But at the region, somebody got out of their way and they passed the baton too late. Disqualified. They were the fastest team out there, but they didn't pass the baton in time. Hear me, don't, don't get disturbed at me as I say this, but there does come a time, older folks, and I'm including myself in that, that we pass the baton onto the next generation. You can say amen or all me, but there comes a time when we must pass the baton of faith on to the next generation and let them run. That does not mean that we don't have a job because we're still training them. We're still encouraging them. We're still clapping our hands and saying, you can make it, keep going, have the faith. You see, it's important how you run the race. Mothers, grandmothers, really all of us as parents Provide your children with what they need to finish the race. Teach them the scriptures. Teach them to love God, not just a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge of Jesus. And it's not somebody else's responsibility. It's ours. Do you believe that today? So many times as we send our children off to school, and, and I'm, not, I'm not against public school, but what I want you to know is that it's not the teacher's responsibility, even in a Christian school, as much as it is ours to lead them and to teach them about Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, it's my responsibility. God trusted us with that responsibility. Teach them. Train them. Can I tell you that Proverbs 22.6 is still true? Train up a child in the way he should go. That when he is old, he will not depart. So mothers, I want to leave with one question. And I know it is different than anything you probably ever heard on Mother's Day. But what are you giving your children for Mother's Day? What are you giving your children for Mother's Day? Now we honored mothers, we honored all ladies today, but... It is a responsibility that you have to hand down, say it one more time, pass the baton. What is your goal as a parent? What's your goal for your children? Is it for them to be successful in the eyes of the world? Is it for them to have nice salaries and shiny cars and pretty houses? 
Or is it your goal to teach them about Jesus? To lead them into a personal relationship with him. You see, Jesus said a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that he possesses. It's not about what we possess in the natural. But can I tell you that we can pass things on to our children. Ah, hear me. That have an eternal benefit to them. Pass the baton to them. And I say this today not to down you, but to encourage you. How many knows that we need encouragement in these days? Pass the baton. Don't drop the baton. This text doesn't say anything about Timothy's father. We don't know why. He might have been an absentee father. He may have passed away. We don't know. But ladies, what we do know is that grandmama and mama made a difference in Timothy's life. That's the reason why Paul chose him. Because he knew that he had a background in the faith. It had been passed on to him. And now Timothy is going to accomplish even greater things. How many want your children to accomplish even greater things in the kingdom of God? Pass on your faith. Pass the baton. Don't leave it to the pastor. Don't leave it to the Sunday school teacher. They're your precious children. There's a Spanish proverb that says, and I love this. I think it's very true. When I think about my mom, she never waited on my dad to get home in order to discipline me. She didn't wait. She'd send me to the bedroom, and she'd say, you go in there and think about it. Oh, that was hard. That was worse than if mama was to spank me. But go in there and think about it. This Spanish proverb, it says, an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. An ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. You see, the church only has your children if you bring them faithfully. Maybe 45 minutes to an hour on Sunday. Same amount of time on Wednesday, but the effect of mom and grandma will make a difference in their lives. C. Everett Coop said this, Life affords us no greater responsibility, no greater privilege than raising the next generation. That's what we're doing. But we're not just raising the next generation in a physical standpoint, but spiritually, that they might know Jesus Christ, in whom to know is life everlasting. He gives us a life that is abundant, a life that is free. And we can pass that on to the next generation. But not only does it, is it the responsibility of the grandparents and the grandmother and mamas and daddies, it's a personal responsibility for each person. Unless the Lord leads me in a different direction, we're going to talk about the relationship between Timothy and Paul. You see, Timothy had a responsibility. He could not hang on to the coattails, if you will, of mama and grandma. 
but he had a responsibility to know Jesus for himself. So if you're here today, whether you're a child or an adult, whether you're young or whether you're old, you have a responsibility for yourself to know Jesus, to have a relationship with him. But pastor, I came to church with mama and daddy all my life. It won't get you an eternal reward in heaven. You must know him personally. The blood of Christ must be applied to our life. Our sins must be individually forgiven so that we can have a personal relationship with him. So today we honor our mothers. We honor the ladies in this house. We honor even our grandmothers who extended and passed on that faith. Honor is important in the kingdom. The Bible tells us that we are to honor our mother and father. That the days of our life upon this earth may be long. When I was a kid, I used to look at that and think, yeah, because daddy's going to beat my butt and I ain't going to make it to, the, to be very old. That's not really what it's about. See, honor brings the blessing of God upon our life. So today we honor you, mothers, you ladies, grandmas, mamas, and we love you. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 31, 30, and I'm wrapping up. That a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. A woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. You're here today. The ultimate gift that you can give to your mother or to your grandmother is that you commit your life wholly and fully to Jesus Christ. They don't need the aprons that you might give them for Mother's Day. They don't need the flowers as much as they need to know that you have given your life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, neighbor, one more time. I hope you never forget this. Pass the baton. Pass the baton. Do your best and leave it to your children and to your family.